SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Friday, August 12th. Right here, Scott Wetzel sitting in on Sports Grid Radio for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Well, will eight be enough? Uh, let's hope lightning doesn't strike twice. Not a good look for Marshawn. Fighting words from Calipari. Uh, Kyrie hits a new low, and that's saying something. NBA's version of being uh, deep sixth. Uh, Brady bails out on the Bucks. Good news, bad news for football giant fans and a perfect 21. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and, of course, opposite picks coming up on the fastest minute, uh, fastest 60 minutes on Sports Grid Radio. It seems like a minute sometimes. Ah, yes, what's going on, LLs? Listeners, how are you today? Fox Sports uh, with the uh, play-by-play there. The uh, um, Field of Dreams game as uh, the Cubbies beat Cincinnati 4-2. to Game goes under tough under because you had a 3 nothing uh, spot on the board in the first inning. Over under a 9, you thought for sure you are well on your way. They had four runs in the first three innings, and uh, basically that was it. 4-2 final game goes under Cubbies win. And then uh, you heard there from John Smoltz talking about how he uh, worked last night despite having his father pass away earlier in the day. Interesting. Um, I got to tell you, you know, I know I hear people say that all the time. Just let it be known that if I pass away, when we all do, I don't want people to work. I don't, you know, don't ever, you know, if Sports Grid says, you know, when I pass away and Sports Grid says, you know, Scott would have wanted us to have programming today. No, no, I wouldn't have. No, if I, blank air, give me 24 hours, a lifetime dedicated to this crazy field of radio and TV. When I pass away, I don't want anybody to work. Nobody, nobody. You know, wife, kids, friends, neighbors, relatives, outside of a couple of enemies, uh, you know, replacement radio. I mean, other than that, don't, no, I don't want anybody to work. Don't, don't ever let it be said, yeah, he would have, Scott would have wanted us to have program. He would have wanted us to have opposite picks, uh, you know, the program today. No, I wouldn't. Nope. I, I, I want the day off for everybody. I really do. Very, you know, your father passes away and you're working some dopey Cubs Reds game. Really? Really, John? A little bizarre there, but yeah, if I ever pass away, I'm gonna live forever. Nope, I don't. I've always told people that. No, I want you to take off. I I want just dead silence on the radio. That's all I want on TV. So I had a couple of games last night. We hit with uh, how about our football picks yesterday? Didn't it like officially officially give them out? We just kind of told you what we were leaning towards. I told you I like the Patriots. See, we were gonna go opposite on one of what everybody was thinking, and then we were kind of hemming and hawing on the Ravens one, and ultimately I sided with the Ravens because listen, the teams won twenty straight, now twenty one straight preseason games. Uh, you know what? <clears throat> I'm not the biggest uh, John Harbaugh fan or or hater. Uh, just no feelings, but one thing I do appreciate about him and the team is they try and win these preseason games, as I know I would if I was a head coach or a player. Anytime I go out in the field and I'm competing, 
I'm trying to win. No matter what it is, whether it's football, whether it's checkers, chess, uh, whatever you want to say, I'm competing to win. And that's how I would you know, have my football team. And he does that clearly by winning their 21st straight game. So I thought maybe Houston or uh, Tennessee would be the play. I thought the line was a little high, three and a half. You don't normally see anything over threes in preseason football games. In fact, that's the only one on the board right now that that's uh, over three and a half in the first week here. But, you know, ultimately I said, nah, I just, I just, you can't go against 20 no. Just can't do it. And sure enough, they win last night 23-10. Win going away. Tennessee basically stopped playing after the first quarter and a half, and, and Baltimore doesn't. You know, their backups are pretty good. The head coach is into it the whole way. It's one of the great, great, you know, you have a list, a short list of like five or six different things. We have to add this to the list, right? As we move along here during the course of the year, we tend to forget about them. But, I, you know, I need to write this stuff down. Joey Chestnut, hot dog eating contest, automatic winner, right? Or I don't care what, 20 to 1, 40 to 1, I don't care. Give me Joey Chestnut. There's no way this guy's losing. That's an automatic one. And Baltimore Ravens in preseason games, they don't lose. They don't 21 and 0. Now, and I'm betting I don't have the against the spread odds, but again, most preseason games are anywhere from one to two to three, maybe three and a half, like last night. So I'm assuming out of those 21 wins, I bet they've covered at least 17 or 18 of those, if not all of them, to tell you the truth. So that's another one of those constants of you're better. Keep betting the Ravens. We'll bet them next week. We'll bet them the following week. Only three preseason games this year, remember. So, but cha-ching, cha-ching. Giants win last night, but we got the cover with the New England Patriots. How about that? Uh, first weekend, we're already getting the backdoor, if you will, cover. It's a beautiful thing as they only lose by two, and we were getting three yesterday. All right, a lot to get to first uh, segment in the books. Right here, keep it where it is. Opposite Pick Sports Good Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 844-843-6879. The toll-free telephone number. Again, 844-843-6879. That's Johnny Cueto through a translator for the most part uh, there with the Chicago White Sox. And then uh, Tony LaRusso responding. First, Cueto saying that the team doesn't have any fight. And then uh, Tony saying basically, okay, but uh, let's keep it in-house. Interesting. Uh, we've heard that before about this White Sox team who ended up losing three of four to the Kansas City Royals. Oh, that's just brutal. Just absolutely absolutely brutal. If the AL Central wasn't so bad, uh, they would be completely out of it, but you know, and with the expanded postseason now with three teams, three wildcard teams in addition to the three division winners, they're still in it, but they're a 500 baseball team, and that's that's exactly what they are, 56 and 56. Now, they're only three back in the wildcard spot, so the you know, they clearly have a chance to still make the postseason. Not saying that's done, but you keep on waiting and waiting and waiting for this dopey uh, White Sox team, which is three and a half back of Cleveland for first place in the AL Central to kind of turn it on, but they just haven't. You know, they haven't gotten off on any long losing streaks, but they also 
haven't got off on any long winning streaks. They're just, they are the quintessential 500 team. Win a couple, lose a couple. Win a couple, lose a couple. You know, lose series three of four to Kansas City. Like the next to last place Royals, you know, 20 games under 500. You lose three of four, albeit on the road. But you just, if you're a good team, if you have any fight in you, which is what Cueto was alluding to, you don't, you just don't do that. And, um, and that's exactly what the White Sox did. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. And I don't think they're going to turn it on. They may have the most talent in the AL Central when you break it all down between the starters and relievers and everything else and in the, the first eight. But I don't think they got I still think Minnesota has got the is gonna win it when everything is said and done. And they're a game and a half back in Cleveland. But that's an awful, awful loss by, by the, the White Sox yesterday. Just just awful. Uh, good news, bad news if you're a uh, a New York Giant fan from last night. Good news is you win the game 23-21, and it's a preseason game. New head coach, you want to still a little winning attitude. Uh, good news is that, uh, you know, Tyrod Taylor came off the bench and played f- fairly well, 13-21 for 129 yards, one touchdown. Uh, good news, Davis Webb uh, played well coming off the bench, 8-16, of 16, 51 yards uh, for the Giants as well, leading up to the game-winning uh, field goal in the final minute of play. What, what's the bad news then, Scott? Well, the bad news is is that your would-be starting quarterback, Danny Nichols, uh, is was six of ten for sixty-seven yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, no fumbles, which is always a positive for him. But lousy field goal. That, that that's that's basically the one the drive that he had. It just not good when the second and third string quarterbacks outplay your starter. That's the bad news. In fact, you can make the case. Out of the five quarterbacks that played last night, Taylor, Jones, and Webb for the Giants, and then uh, Bailey Zappi and Brian Hoyer for the uh, Patriots, that Danny Nichols there was the worst of the five. Even Hoyer went 5 of 8 for 59 yards and a touchdown pass. Zappi throwing the ball all over the place, looking like a young Tom Brady, 19 of 32 for 205 yards and one touchdown. Did have one pick, but... So out of the five quarterbacks that play Giant fans, your starter, Danny Nichols, there looked the worst. But Giants do get the win, 23-21, and I suppose that is the uh, the big picture. We talked about Ravens winning uh, you know, last night, 23-10. Uh, Game goes over the 32-and-a-half. That was ultimately, as I gave out to my guys on the, on the podcast, that was our best play of the day, the over 32-and-a-half. One of those days, you know, you're going to have your bad days, so you really should acknowledge your good days. Yesterday was one of those good days in that I'm watching the Patriot-Giant line. Opens up Giants favored by two. I said, you know, okay, that's interesting. Then it goes to two and a half. Then I started looking into the game, and I said, you know, I really kind of like the Patriots. If this thing goes to three, I'm betting Patriots. If it stays at two, two and a half, I'll take the Patriots on the money line. Because it was like a buck twenty-five, but I said if it goes to three, a full field goal, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take the plus three. So what happens? Game goes up to three. I take the three instead of the Patriots on the money line, and the Patriots lose by two. Just fate, right? Just, just fickle fate of had the game stayed at two and a half, I would have taken the Patriots or even two. I would have taken the Patriots on the money line, and I would have lost. But because it goes up to three. I take the plus three, and I win the bet. Um, Same thing, Ravens and Titans. 
Game opened up at 32 and a half. Stayed 32 and a half. Love the over. Love the over, right? I mean, I knew for sure uh, that the starters weren't going to play, but you had, uh, you know, Tyler Huntley for Baltimore. He's pretty good. Brett Huntley has been in the league a long time. He's okay. Uh, for Tennessee, I knew Malik Willis was going to be playing a whole bunch. Uh, Logan Whiteside's been in the league for a little bit. 32 and a half, 33 points. I got a head coach. I got two head coaches that really like winning preseason games. Man, how's this not going to get over 34? 35, 36, right? I would have bet it if it was 34 and a half. Anything under 35, I would have bet the over. And I might even have bet the over at 35. So what happens? It stays at 32 and a half. All right, give me the over. And it wins by half a point. Game flips to 33 and a half like the first game did. I'm a loser. But it didn't. Fortunate for me, knock on wood, it stays at 32 and a half, and we all walk away winners. Just little, you know, you're going to have days where that's going to work in reverse. You are. So, like I said, to be fair about it all, because we all want to complain about those days, you got to acknowledge days like this that it just two games both worked in our favor just because of fickle fate. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's nothing genius. It's just. You happen to have Lady Luck on your side this time around. So tonight, I tell you, I, I got to do a little research. I haven't. Uh, I was looking at last night's games. I got to look at the, tonight's games a little bit more this afternoon. But I don't know how you can't play San Francisco laying two and a half against the Green Bay Packers, right? Why so, Scott? Well, first off, the Packers, veteran team, they don't give a rat's behind about preseason games. That's one. Aaron Rodgers isn't playing two. Um, you know, but more importantly, it's a pro 49ers play because they only have so many weeks left before they could trade Jimmy G. They need to show the world that Jimmy G is healthy and is able to play, right? I mean, whether it's Seattle or Cleveland or whoever it may be that might be still interested in Jimmy G, they need to get this guy off the DL and get him out there and play some real football games. And then maybe, just maybe, teams might be more willing to talk turkey with the 49ers. So I'm guessing Jimmy G is going to play a lot tonight. I'm guessing the starters are going to play a lot tonight because you don't want to stick them out there with a bunch of third stringers and make them look bad, right? You, you want to put them out there with some weapons that he can throw the football all over the place. And then even if he doesn't play, uh, you know, I, I'm expecting a full half, to tell you the truth. Well, then you have your, you know, your would-be starter, Trey Lance plan, which has got to be a good thing, right? So either way... I don't know how the 49ers don't win this football game pretty handily. I, I love San Fran tonight. Um, you know, it, it's two and a half. I would hop in now before it goes to three. I think people are going to realize that's the thinking of the 49ers before too long, and it will flip to three pretty darn quickly. So love San Francisco tonight. And the other one I like, but it just doesn't make any sense to me, and that's the Falcons. Uh, you know, versus the the Detroit Lions. Now I do see here. Let me check the double uh, double check the line on that because that was Atlanta minus one last night. Ah, now it makes a little sense. That was, Falcons were favored by one last night. Now Detroit is favored by two and a half. That flipped three and a half points. All right, I was going to say I don't know why Atlanta was a was a one point favorite with Detroit having the veteran backups and the Falcons having two rookies. Uh, as backups that would get a bulk of the playing time. But okay, so San Fran is just basically the main play. Phone calls coming up next. Opposite Pick Sports Good Radio. 
them. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back. It is Ops Picks on this uh, Friday, August 12th. Here's truly sitting in 844-843-6879. There are two dynamics of the NFL that just make you scratch your head and wonder how do these guys get into the NFL, right? First one was Kyle Shanahan, who's crying, head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, who's had this lingering Jimmy G issue hanging over his head for, for how long? Two years now, really, right? Uh, second year, anyway, going in after drafting Trey Lance last year. Uh He's on the uh, Murph and Mac podcast, whatever that is. He's upset because the NFL wants them to wear a specific cap on the sidelines. You know, he wears like goofy baseball flat top cap, which I hate those. Things. They look so goofy, right? He likes them. He's crying because he can't wear that anymore. Really? Really, Coach? That, that's your biggest concern in life? Uh, forget about the fact that your last three playoff losses, you've blown double-digit fourth-quarter leads. Forget about that. Forget about the fact that you draft a quarterback who many people now think sucks, but you got to you know give him the football team, and you got to get rid of the other quarterback who's led you to a Super Bowl. Forget about that fact. Uh, we're, we're more concerned about what hat I can wear on the sidelines during games. Unbelievable. But then you got Bill Belichick of the New England Patriots when asked last night a number of times about who's calling the plays because Matt Patricia called some plays last night. Joe Judge called the others. They flipped back and forth. And, uh, you know, the reporters did a good job, you know, peppering Belichick, like, which one is it? You know, and basically the answer you just heard there is what Belichick gave you after every single one of those questions. So it's just... What a goofball. Just, who cares? I mean, I mean, you do care. You just you're curious, but I mean, why does Belichick have to be so secretive about this? I it just very bizarre. Very bizarre. All right, big story in the NFL. Uh, well, really, two, because I am infatuated with this uh, Tom Brady thing, but I'll get to that in a second. Deshaun Watson apparently is willing to accept an eight-game suspension. Which is weird because the arbitrator handed down a six-game suspension. How so many times where an arbitrator gives you six and you ask for even more when in reality you're trying to get less? But the fear is that uh, the new arbitrator, in essence, is now going to hand down a full-year suspension. So Deshaun, trying to save somewhat of a season, says, okay, now I'm willing to take an eight-game suspension along with a $5 million fine. I don't know if that's going to get it done or not. Uh, Mike Florio with Pro Football Talk, decent little website, made the suggestion that the NFL, that that second arbitrator, will announce his decision today because the Browns play uh, in Jacksonville later on tonight. And if it will be a full-year suspension, then that would basically stop uh, you know Cleveland from playing Deshaun. And that's the thing. They don't want the show to dress up at all. Um, I don't know about all that. You know, the timeline. And he said it's going to come late in the day. This way the Players Association can't appeal and all that other stuff. Here's the thing that I, you know, people haven't talked about that, you know, kind of dawned on me. I wonder a good old boy wonder here is in a little bit of trouble. Who's boy wonder? Roger Goodell. Why would he be in trouble? Because he had the ability 
to rule on this case. But he said, no, no, I don't want to, you know, I want to be, you know, take it out of the equation and let's make this an independent situation. Let's go to a female judge even. They go to a female judge uh, and the judge hands down only a six-game suspension. NFL's obviously not happy about that, so they tell Goodell, we're going to appeal this, you dope. You should have just given him a year suspension, but oh no. So, okay, now we're going to have to appeal. And if the appeal guy, who's Roger Goodell's basically best friend doesn't come back with a year suspension I got a feeling these NFL owners who want Deshaun out for a year you know Goodell has told us that would be a little ticked off at good old Roger you know to the point where they would fire him from his 35 40 million dollar a year salary I don't know about that but when your bosses want something accomplished and you have the ability to do it Yet you defer, and it doesn't get done because you deferred. That's not good. You know, that, that's, that, that's like me calling up Sports Grid and saying, listen, I can't work tomorrow, but uh, I, I got the Joe Schmo. He's going to fill in. And they're like, you sure? Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Someone's going to be here. right? Here at 11 o'clock, they'll be here. Are you sure? I'm, I'm, I'm sure. They'll do a good job. Okay. And the next guy, you know, next day rolls around, and nobody's there. And it doesn't get done. You know, that's not the guy's replacement's fault. That's your fault. You you put faith in somebody. So the owners put faith in Goodell to make sure this dude was suspended for a year. And right now he's looking at a six-game suspension. So I don't know. I don't know how far, you know, how pissed off they would be. But they clearly, clearly are upset with the Cleveland Browns, right? We, we know that. Other issue uh, Brady, as we found out later in the day, is not only missing the Dolphins game, which I thought just because he didn't want to face the Dolphin media and all the talk about him joining Miami maybe this past offseason, now we find out, it was announced late yesterday afternoon, that he's going to miss two preseason games. Health is apparently not the issue. I don't know what is. People can speculate that people are saying that maybe he had a commitment during his retirement that uh, with the family, and he doesn't want to break that commitment. I mean, if that's the case, I got to tell you, that's pretty weak. For a guy who's dedicated his life to being there and being on time and doing everything right for the team, taking less money, not being a selfish you-know-what like most players are, Everything in this guy's career has been geared towards team, 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 team. If we find out last minute he's going on a vacation with his family rather than being in training camp because that's what he signed up for four months ago when he was officially retired, that's pretty weak. I'm sorry, that's pretty weak. How can Brady ever go back in that huddle? whether it's in the preseason or after his little hiatus is is over and ask his players to give 110% when you're not even around for not a day or two, nine days, ten days they're talking, week and a half. Very strange. And the Bucks are allowing him to do this? Really? You know, in the face of trying to win, I get it. You won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Um, you know, you, you probably would have won another one last year if everyone would have stayed healthy. But you're going to let a guy leave camp for a week and a half. I, I, I'm, I don't know what side I'm more surprised with: the Bucks for allowing Brady to do this, or Brady wanting to do this. And let's see if the so-called insiders, right, the whole freaking organization's got to know. 
everybody's got to know why Brady's not there, right? From the secretary up to the general manager. Let's see if one of these bozo so-called NFL insiders with all their great contacts can find out really why Tom Brady's not going to be with the Buccaneers for the next uh, week and a half. If they can't, they really, I don't know how they look themselves in a mirror. Really. I mean, I, I'm an NFL insider. I get the best player in the game. He's not going to be around for two weeks, and I can't find out why, even though, what, literally 100 people have to know? All the players, all the front office people, all the secretaries, all everybody? And I'm an NFL insider, and I can't find out why? Really? And yet you're going to go to the bank and cash that five-figure, six-figure paycheck? Really? Wow. Pretty weak. I would know. I'm telling you that. But that's not my job. My job is to entertain and hand out winners like we did last night with football and back to winners with our baseball picks. We got a few more lined up for later on. First up, let's uh, go to the phones, 844-843-6879. What would a day be without our good buddy Johnny from Manhattan uh, calling in first? What's going on, John? How are you this morning, bud? I'm fine, Scott. Uh, maybe uh, Brady went to get uh, more hair plugs or uh, more plastic surgery, Scott. <laughs> Have you seen the guy lately? He looks like uh, a freakazoid. I have not, actually. I've not seen him lately, but he is definitely in shape. For 45 years old, I mean, the only guy that looks better at 45 is me. So other than that, yeah, he, he's a marvel. But the idea that he's, you know, he has hair plugs and plastic surgery, it's insane. Um, no. Guys, uh, your mom you you passing away, which is a, a pretty dark right, opening right, yeah. on a beautiful Friday morning. Uh, so I want to criticize Derek uh, Cole, Garrett Cole for the Yankees. He pitched on Wednesday, August 3rd, and five days later he should have pitched on the 8th at Seattle, but he took an extra day's rest, and he did pitch a great game. So he should be pitching on Sunday night in Fenway Park on national television. And is he pitching? No, he's taking an extra day off because he can't handle the spotlight. He's going to pitch Monday uh, evening at Yankee Stadium. Please criticize him, Scott, for uh, being a baby and not pitching on his regular turn on national TV Sunday night in Fenway. Thanks, Scott. Ah, yeah, yeah, good call, John. I didn't realize that. Um, listen, the Red Sox have beaten him up pretty good the last couple of years as him in a Yankee uniform, you know. So, you know, I don't know if it's not the spotlight as it is who he's facing. And while it was pretty obvious uh, the first time around, um, you're not going to necessarily just uh, take an extra day's rest just before the Red Sox series. You'd kind of do it the, the game or the, the pitching rotation before uh, just to make it seem like it's, just, it's one of these things that he's doing. Now, you can't argue with the results, though, John, right? I mean, if, if the guy takes the extra day off and he pitches well as he did against Seattle, would he throw like six or seven shutout innings? Um, you know, then you know, what do you get? You know, how are you going to fight that? But it is interesting that he's afraid to face our beloved Red Sox. And if there was ever a time where you should not be afraid to face the Red Sox, it is now the way they've been playing. That's for darn sure. Yeah, another gutless effort from a New York. Thank you. What else is no? All right, opposite picks plus all our parlays and everything else coming up next right here on Opposite Picks Radio, Sports Grid Radio, Series 6 M159. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Yes, LLs know what that music means. Time to take out those pad and pencils. Get set for the fastest, but more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, Opposite Picks. What are Opposite Picks and newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one team, and then go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, systems, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Proved it again last night after a 5-1 and one, uh, Wednesday. We had a 5-2 and two last night. Good for 300 bucks. So we're now uh, paring down our losses to a mere 3550 bucks if you're a $100 player and you started with us from the beginning of the year. All right, seven more games, including two uh, NFL preseason games. Started baseball. Atlanta laying a buck 50 at Miami. You know, uh, the Braves are 4-8 against the New York Mets, but they're 21-9 over the last month and a half against everybody else. If they could just stop playing the Mets, they'd be okay. Obviously, they can't do that, but a perfect patsy comes to town. Miami, Marlins are all but done, falling out of playoff contention. 2-10, their last 12 games against a red-hot Braves team. Love Atlanta here laying a buck 50. Uh, give me the Marlins, uh, plus the 130. Pick number two, San Diego laying a run and a half, minus 140 at Washington. Why, wow, it's a big number, but I'm going to do it. Why? Because this is the first game for Juan Soto back in Washington. Yeah, remember? Uh, week and a half or so ago, trade deadline. National send him uh, to the San Diego Fathers for a bunch of prospects. First game back. I can't help but think he's going to be extra pumped up. His teammates with San Diego are going to be pumped up. And they're going up against a god-awful Nationals team. That's 3-11. and It's the uh, last 14 games. Love San Diego here. Uh, give me the Nationals plus the one and a half runs. Pick number three, Baltimore plus 130 at Tampa Bay. Hey, kiss system again. Keep it simple, stupid. Keep playing the Orioles. I know they lost last night. Tough little spot. One day road trip to Boston, but they're still seven and two. Their last nine games, 23 and nine. Their last 32 games. Devil Dogs, meanwhile, six and 11. Their last 17 games. Two teams clearly going in the opposite direction. Uh, give me Tampa Bay minus the uh, 150. Pick number four, Dodgers laying a run and a half uh, at Kansas City. Kiss system again. Keep it simple, stupid. L.A. now 21-3. and It's last 24 games. All but one of those wins coming by two runs or more. Don't even think about playing Kansas City. Uh, give me Kansas City plus the run and a half. Pick number five, San Francisco laying a run and a half versus Pittsburgh. You know what? Pirates are 16 games under 500 on the road. They've lost four of six overall. If the Giants are going to make a playoff run, they have to win games like this. They have their ace, Carlos Rondon, on the hill as well. He's a lefty. Pirates are awful against lefties. Giants have to win easily here, right? Uh, give me the Pirates uh, plus the one and a half runs. Pick number six, San Francisco, 49ers laying two and a half versus Green Bay. We talked about it. Uh, time's running out on the Niners to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. They got to use this game as a showcase game. Show the world that he's good. He's back. He's healthy. Expect a lot of starters to play because they want Jimmy G to do well. Green Bay's going to have nothing but backups in there. No Aaron Rodgers for sure. They don't have any good wide receivers anyway. No Aaron Jones. Love, 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 love San Francisco tonight. Uh, give me the Packers, uh, plus two and a half. 
Pick number seven. Eagles uh, laying a, a, a point against the Jets. You know, let's go under the assumption that the backup quarterbacks will be playing for both these teams. Eagles have Gardner Minshew, would-be starter, who thinks he should be starting. Jets have Joe Flacco, who more than likely should be retired, and Mike White. Uh, big edge to Philadelphia here. They're at home as well. Love the Eagles laying only a point to the god-awful Jets. Uh, give me the Jets plus the one. Opposite pick, seven pack. Marlins uh, plus 130 against the Atlanta Braves. The Nationals plus a run and a half plus odds against uh, Soto with the San Diego Padres. Uh, Tampa Bay minus 155 against Baltimore. Kansas City plus a run and a half against the Red Hot LA Dodgers. Pirates plus a run and a half against uh, Carlos Rondon and the San Francisco Giants. Green Bay, the Packers plus two and a half points against the San Francisco 49ers. And the New York Jets plus one against the Philadelphia Eagles. Opposite picks for a Friday, uh, August 12th. Good luck, folks. And there you go. We'll post those uh, on the front page of the uh, website. In fact, I think I already did today. So uh, it should be there already. Trying to get a heads up on things, uh, jump on things. I'll put the uh, baseball plays that we're going to give you here in a second on the website uh, as well. Uh, let us get to our uh, parlay plays, shall we? Uh, we lost last night. Uh, I can't believe it, uh, but we did. Oh, actually, no, we won last night. My bad. Uh, we won with the Astros. That was leg number one. I'm looking at the one from uh, the other day that we lost on. So we started a new one last night. Astros laying a run and a half minus 142. We won 73 bucks. All right, because it's a hundred dollar play, so we got the 73 that we won plus the original hundred bet. So we got 173 dollars. We're gonna put it on San Diego tonight minus uh, the the run and a half. Uh, we're gonna win 173 is gonna win minus or win 114 bucks. So San Diego laying a run and a half minus 140, 45 or so, 173 bucks to win 114. Leg number two of our six-leg open parlay. We're going to start a new one as well. No rule again not having two. A full unit one, 100 hours. We're going to take the Dodgers. we got to capitalize on the Dodgers' streak here. We just can't lay off it. So uh, we'll keep it simple. We'll keep it a straight play, minus 245, even though they've been red hot. They've been winning all these games by one run, or by two runs, rather. But... We'll do two runs with the Padres. We'll go conservative with the Dodgers. Dodgers, uh, $100 at minus $245 against Kansas City will win us $41 bucks tonight. Uh, so those are the two we'll go with. The open parlay underdog we lost with Baltimore last night, plus 110 against Boston. So we wiped that one off the board. We'll stay off the underdog one. We'll start a new one on, on, on Monday. Uh, so we'll just keep the uh, the Padres leg number two of the current one, and then we'll start a new one uh, with the uh, the L.A. Dodgers. we got to win one of these. Uh, we've, it's been a little while now, so we definitely we are due. Our pyramid plays for tonight. Best... Uh, Best baseball play. I, I really I like San Diego. I do as much as uh, you know the Dodgers are red hot, but uh, with Soto going back to Washington, uh, you think they're going to boo him? I would say yes. Uh, for the ten thousand fans that'll be there tonight, I would think they would. Uh, but I like San Diego. That's the best to play. Best strikeout, eight and a half strikeout. San Francisco Rendon against Pittsburgh. NFL best play, I think San Fran laying to two and a half against Green Bay. And then best WNBA play, uh, I'm ready to go. Let me just get you to update a line on this one. Uh, would be uh, the. Um, 
Washington missed it. Ooh, it's 13 and a half. Uh, it's a little bit bigger than I thought. But all right, you know what? I'm going to let it scare me off. Uh, I do like Washington over Indiana. Indiana's done, and Washington's fighting for playoff positioning. So give me the uh, the Mystics minus 13 and a half against uh, the Indiana Fever as our best uh, WNBA play. Our strikeout props last night, cha-ching, cha-ching. You know, after having that off day on Wednesday, Gave you Merrill Kelly, five and a half, winner for uh, Arizona. Gave you a good old JT Brubaker, uh, five and a half. That was a winner. And then uh, Dylan Cease uh, for the uh, White Sox against Kansas City at seven and a half. He had eight. That was a winner. So cha-ching, cha-ching, three and oh. That's how we do it here on Opposite Picks. So our overall records from our pyramid plays, WNBA, 11 and nine. Not bad. You know, not nothing great, but okay. Best baseball play, 37 and 25. Good for 761 bucks as a hundred dollar player. Uh strikeouts, if you're playing just one, 18 and eleven, good for seven hundred bucks. If you play all of ours, you're 40 and 21 now, good for $2,220 as a hundred dollar player. <laughs> we own these strikeout plays. Uh, NBA, obviously done. NHL and shots on goal, all done. So uh, not bad. And not bad uh, at all, if I do say so myself. So here we go. I considered a number of guys. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I looked at nine that kind of fell into our little system here. And, you know, like Wednesday and, and really even yesterday, the, the, the boys in Vegas are getting wise to us here a little bit. Case in point. Um, Atlanta has the second most strikeouts, right? We've always bet against Atlanta. Whoever pitcher is facing Atlanta, well, Miami sends Pablo Lopez to the hill. Not a bad strikeout guy. His number six and a half. Little high, but you know how many times he's had seven strikeouts over his last three months? Once. One and 12. Yikes. I know it's Atlanta, but I, I can't I, I can't play that. One time in his last 13 starts. It's unplayable. Uh, we always play against the Angels, who are the number one strikeout team. Taylor Miley. Uh, you know, they picked him up from uh, the Reds from Minnesota. His number is six and a half. It's not bad. Five and five, you know, last 10 times that he's had seven strikeouts. So we will play him. We're going to go with Carlos Rondon of San Francisco. His strikeout total is eight and a half. Uh, he's had nine strikeouts or more, four of his last nine starts, so four and five. So pretty much even, but we're going to use him because Pittsburgh, I told you the other day, start left-handed starters against the Pirates, 11 and one as far as hitting their strikeout total. So Rondon should get it. Baltimore, we like to go against Tampa Bay. They get the fourth most strikeouts. Uh, Austin Wolf is your uh, starter. He's a spot starter. His number's four and a half. Minus 158. It's juiced a little bit, but he is 2-0 and as a starter, getting five strikeouts. So we'll play him. That's basically, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do back. Eh, I hate laying these monster vigs. I was going to say Scherzer. He's seven and a half. He's five and two. His last seven, getting eight strikeouts or more. Yeah, why not? We'll put Scherzer in there, even though he's minus one fifty. Just risk less. Uh, don't don't try and win a hundred and risk one hundred fifty. Lay one hundred fifty to win seventy five. We'll go with uh, George Kirby of Seattle as well. His number is five and a half against Texas, plus one twenty eight. He's hit six strikeouts or more, five of his last eight starts, five and three. So now that's a good line. Those are the good lines. The, the Pablo Lopez's of the world, those are the bad, bad lines where you just you, you can't bet it. You just can't bet it. So 
Those are the guys we're going to use. Molly for uh, Minnesota, Rondon for San Francisco, Kirby for Seattle, and uh, Scherzer for the Metsies. Um, you know, we used to put little, not used to, we still do, uh, a little $10 two-person parlay. We upped the odds a little bit. I would up the odds with Rondon. He's at eight and a half, so we'll go Rondon at uh, 10 strikeouts or more. And then you want to go Scherzer against Philadelphia? Minus the 150, you'd have to, he'd have to get like 10. Nah, I don't want to do that. I'm going to go with uh, I'll go with Molly for, uh, for Minnesota against the Angels. Angels suck. Uh, he's at six and a half, so we'll put him, Molly, at uh, eight. And we'll see where does that give us. Let's see what that little parlay pays us. So let's go back to baseball. Ba-ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba. We need uh, Molly, Molly, Molly. Where are you there, Molly? Um, where's the Minnesota game? Where are you? Where are you? Oh, we at the bottom, naturally. All right, let's go to Molly from Minnesota. Pitcher props. Let's get this in there before the break. Thank you very much. We're going to go with eight. Eight at plus 164. And then who we say? Rondone. Okay, we're going to go to Rondone at 10. Let's pop this in there. Yeah, we'll get it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. It is Opposite Picks right here on uh, Sports Grid Radio. A couple of things here. First up, we'll end our uh, little uh, $10 uh, parlay here. We're going to use Rondon 10 at plus 215. Molly 8 at plus 164. We're going to throw in George Kirby for Seattle at plus uh, at 7 at plus 265. So a $10 parlay will pay $290. That's more like it. We got big bills. We need some uh, big money here. The $70 wasn't going to cut it. So we'll throw the, uh, that other one in there. Uh, a couple of stories here. Uh, did the See the uh, the video of the uh, Las Vegas Metro Police with Marshawn Lynch. Not a good look. To his defense, he was probably bombed out of his mind, but he was sitting in a parked car. As long as the keys aren't in the ignition, and most cars don't have ignitions anymore, he should be okay. But still. What a dope. NFL says it's going to cut back on, uh, well, in essence, they will be cutting back on uh, illegal contacts to the quarterbacks. No more accidental contact. That will no longer be a penalty. Now, if you bop the quarterback in the head or his legs low, that is a penalty. But if it's accidental, uh, how they're going to deem it to be accidental, I don't know. But uh, they won't necessarily be calling all those goofy roughing the passer penalties that we've seen so many times. Um, by the way, who would want to be a cop? After watching that Marshawn Lynch video, who would want to be a cop? Things getting worse if, if, if it's true. Now, uh, I will tell you, to be fair, Kyrie Irving denied this in essence, but uh, my boy Rick Buecher, who used to work with over at the Three Letter Network, said that the latest with Kyrie is that he told the Nets he doesn't want, in his new contract, he doesn't want to play more than 60 games and uh, he does not want to play in back-to-back games, apparently referring to that as being inhumane. Wow. This guy is a bird brain. We did this. Good job by the NBA retirement uniform number six in honor of Bill Russell for everybody. Be nice to see LeBron and all the other dopes who have number six just say, you know what, I'm going to, you know, I'll put it aside uh, in honor of Bill Russell. But I doubt that will happen. 
Uh, football full circle. I'm filling in. Me and Joe Lisi coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Right here at Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 159. The winning edge is... 